Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs. Welcome to The Great America Show. And I want to begin by telling you there's a reason we named this show The Great America Show. We did so because we didn't want any confusion, any question about where we're coming from. No ambiguity, no double talk. Our show title is the statement of our values, truth, justice, and the American way. It's our editorial point of view. And we're not only America first, we're all about America come hell or high water. And the heck of it is, these are troubling times. And you and I, we're getting tested, aren't we? All of us who care about this great country are being tested and frustrated, deeply frustrated, by this government, by the Biden regime, the Marxist Dems, who so very obviously mean to fundamentally transform America, as Barack Obama first put it, by destroying the America that our founders created. The country has already become unrecognizable to most of us. How about you and your family? How in the world do we deal with this assault on the Constitution from within? That's the main threat and the decadence and deviancy that we are tolerating as a society. I'm saying this directly, decadence and deviancy. And why are we tolerating this descent into less than we should be? Are we really going to tolerate barbarism and perversion of our values and our way of life? Why do we put up with talk of sex and gender with second and third graders in our public schools? An FBI that targets parents at school board meetings. How do you explain a corrupt FBI and Department of Justice to your kids, or in my case, the grandkids? How do you explain an obviously impaired and unwell president who is so compromised by Chinese money that he watches a Chinese communist surveillance balloon float across the entire country? And then his White House and Pentagon try to cover it all up, lying through their teeth. How do you explain that isn't really the way our great republic is supposed to be, that those fools are unlike any who've ever inhabited our nation's capital? There's much to analyze, to digest in this latest debacle of the Biden regime, a president who I believe would never have said a word about that Chinese surveillance balloon if it hadn't been seen by airline pilots and folks looking up just snapping pictures of the balloon high above their heads with their iPhones. And in my opinion, the Biden regime in both the White House and the Pentagon were more focused on damage control and disinformation campaigns than they were on what to do with that balloon and how to do it and when. Biden sees these moments as he would any of his many scandals, an intrusion. His decisions don't matter, he thinks, so long as he controls the narrative and can cover not only his conduct, but his lies. Meanwhile, Americans are watching in real time as the U.S. military was paralyzed by the China balloon. A president flummoxed in the moment as usual, pretending to be making heroic and outsized dramatic decisions as if he were Washington crossing the Delaware. Nope, 
he's just China Joe, compromised, impaired, and lost, with America's fate in his shaking hands. And of course, the Marxist Dems come out to publicly denounce the Chinese communists and their imperial aggression against America. No, I'm just kidding about that. Actually, they didn't do that. They sent out good old Chuck Schumer to defend China Joe Biden against the criticisms of a number of Republican congressmen and senators. Here is Chuck Schumer. China, China sent that surveillance balloon over. The, the Biden administration was calm, calculated, and effective. According to, they listened to the military experts, they listened to the intelligence experts, and they did the right thing. But Republicans, even before they saw and knew what was happening, started, some of them, not all, lambasting the president. Those criticisms were at best premature and in all probability highly political. And joining us now to take up the latest on the balloon, the recovery, the Biden regime and the Chinese communist strategy against the United States, two outstanding national security analysts joining us here today. First, Gordon Chang, geopolitical analyst, China expert, attorney, author, and radio host. Welcome, Gordon. And retired Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer, Army Intelligence Officer, Director now of the London Center for Policy Research and host of his radio show, The Hard Truth. Tony, great to have you back with us. Both of you, great Americans, and welcome. Let me start with you, Gordon. What is China thinking? Does President Xi want to go to war with the United States? That's what it certainly looks like, Lou. There are a number of alternative explanations for what drove the Chinese to this incredibly brazen act. One of them is that Xi Jinping wants to intimidate the United States, wants to intimidate Biden, and actually wants to say to the world, look, the U.S. is now incapable. It is finished as a great power, and therefore you should ditch America and you should obey China. The other explanation is that the Chinese military now is so politically powerful that it can do what it wants. And it either just decided to send this balloon on this path or it told Xi Jinping, this is what we're doing and you're going to like it. Now, I don't know which one of those is more likely, though I tend to sort of think that it's the first. But right now, whatever explanation, it's not good, Lou, because it does look like uh, China is now preparing in the final stages to go to battle against somebody, and that'll probably include the U.S. Tony, your, your thoughts. Uh, does this look like a, a China that now wants war with us? Oh, absolutely. I agree with Gordon's assessment completely. And let me add a couple of points. Uh, the purpose of the balloon, ostensibly, according to the Pentagon, was it was a collection platform. This is a purpose-built dirigible. Uh, and it, they don't need the intel from it. So this, to Gordon's point, was a provocation. It was meant to show the complete fecklessness of the Biden administration. Further, uh, a little couple of points that have not been talked about. Uh, we could have shot that balloon down safely over anywhere we wanted. Uh, we have uh, something called lasers, Lou. You've probably read about them, Star Trek and everything else. So we actually got a class now that is designed to take, out, take down ICBMs. We could have used one of these airborne lasers with precision, taken the balloon down at a gradual rate and landed it softly, as softly as you can when you're shooting a balloon out, without the drama. So what happened here is a political charade. So what Gordon said is absolutely correct, but the Biden administration, seeing they were about to lose face with the American people 
did this dramatic shoot down over the coast near where I live now to actually create this perception for the American people only, not for the Chinese, because they know that this was a complete wreck of national security. That was all done simply for the purposes of tonight's State of the Union address to show that Biden is indeed still in charge, still know what he's, knows what he's doing, but it's complete fraud. We could have easily, at, at the time of our choosing, and I know for a fact, Lou, that recommendations were made to do this, just saying, uh, to bring this thing down safely so we could look at it, examine it. The whole drama, the whole shooting it down, in my judgment, was just uh, an attempt to, as a, to cover up the evidence of, of Joe Biden's incompetence and in trying to come out with a domestic win. So that's really what's going on here. And yes, it does link back to Tony Blinken behind the scenes, who was the bag man for the Biden, Penn Biden Center. He, he was the guy managing the 24 million that came over from the Chinese to fund that center. And he's been behind the scenes, that is Blinken, and Jake Sullivan being apologists for the Chinese, trying somehow believing that they appeased the Chinese enough, they're going to back down. And frankly, you and I both know you dare not share, show weakness at a time when, it, when someone is acting as an aggressor. And I think that's clearly what's going on here. I don't think these guys have much choice about how they act, frankly, uh, Tony. I, I, I think they're Marxist Dems. They're committed to the, quote unquote, fundamental transformation of America as as Barack Obama famously put it, right. uh, and and Obama, if no one else, believes that this is the third uh, term of his administration, and that seems to be exactly the path they're on. I, I want to turn uh, back again, Gordon, to this issue of war, because I think that there's a lot of sugarcoating going on right now, and amongst them, as Tony alluded to, the shootdown of the of the package. Uh, it, the thing is a huge uh, package payload under that balloon, 200 feet uh, long, uh, and the the package the size of a, a jetliner, as some have put it. This is remarkable because there was another way. I, I, I love the idea of the lasers, but 20 millimeter cannon would have been a hell of a lot smarter than firing a sidewinder missile at a balloon with equipment that we wanted to uh, retrieve for intelligence purposes, and they fire a sidewinder at it from an F-22 at 70,000 feet. What did they think they were doing? And there is a debris area of seven miles, and we still don't have, thanks to the intelligence of the U.S. military, we don't have salvage ships on station that should have been there three, four days ago. What does this tell you, Gordon? Well, I think that it tells us that the Pentagon and the Biden administration are incapable. And if that was Xi Jinping's intent, he's probably got his propaganda win. You know, we know that this balloon approached the Aleutians where it first entered territorial U.S. airspace. It then went across the Alaskan landmass down through Western Canada. And that's, you know, more than a thousand miles of uninhabited territory. Um, so clearly it could have been done at that time. And we have heard from um, General Van Herc, uh, the NORAD commander, that uh, his rules of engagement did not permit him to shoot that down. So we have a number of questions about the command's uh, authority, and we have another questions about the rules of engagement. Because clearly, uh, you know, the president should have been no notified immediately when this balloon was approaching the United States not at the time it actually entered the lower 48 states, at least that's according to the White House. So um, 
There are issues here about the Pentagon, issues about Biden, and we look so bad. The Chinese, the Russians, the Iranians, the North Koreans can all see this, and that makes this the most dangerous moment in history. It certainly makes it uh, the most deceitful on the part of any administration. I can't think of another uh, effort uh, to cover up uh, a military and intelligence failure like this. Uh, I don't know if I can't think of one as large as this on the part of the U.S. government, at least, uh, assuming that we do know of all that do exist. This is outrageous. We are hearing people say for the for the propaganda machine of the Biden regime and including the Pentagon, of course, as well as the White House, that, no, you know, three balloons uh, flew over the United States when Trump was president. Well, it turns out that's not true at all. And it's not true that the ODNI, the Director of Intel National Intelligence, uh, the, <laughs> the the President of the United States, the head of the National Security Council, National Security Advisor, they didn't know anything about it because guess what? Now what we find out behind that lie, which was designed to cover up for the malfeasance uh, as well as utter neglect on the part of this administration, it turns out they have to reveal that that didn't happen. In point of fact, it was only four years after the fact that NORAD discovered, because of this intrusion, that those others had occurred. What an immense intelligence failure and defense failure, Tony. Yeah, so let's circle the square on that, Luke, because you brought up kind of this being the third term of Obama. And so that's exactly why you're seeing it play out like this. Jake Sullivan is a, is a de facto uh, employee of, uh, of the former president, as is Valerie Jarrett. They're the ones behind the scenes really running things. And one of the things noticeable, there's always a, a, a delay, a flash, you know, between the flash and bang, there's a delay in the response. Uh, president Biden was briefed on this a week ago Saturday. He was well aware that this thing was in territorial uh, space over Alaska. And, and uh, the fact is they did not want this. They were very happy, that being the current administration, kind of directed by Barack Obama, to kind of let it go. Don't don't bring it up. Maybe nobody will notice. Obviously, people noticed when you see this balloon over over the continental United States, hard to note, to miss that. But that's what's going on here. And so you see this very, uh, to me, obvious narrative of uh, the fact that they did not know what they were doing or did not know how to react properly to show proper response and strength. And therefore, what you've seen now is after the fact, all of this, this muddying the water. Jake Sullivan bringing that up was patently false. Jake flat out lied. Fortunately, the NORAD commander kind of called him on it during a, during a meeting, so it was hard for them to pull it back. But there was no evidence. And, and again, I was advising folks, as you know, Lou, during that period in the Trump administration. I was working with Mike Pompeo. I was working with senior Pentagon leaders. Uh, I would have probably been told something wacky like this was going on because I've, I've gotten called in every other time the Chinese have done something like this in the past. So I know for a fact, based on my contacts with those senior officials you just mentioned, uh, there was nothing going on. So this is simply the Obama-Biden administration, and I'll say it that way, uh, trying to explain away or muddy the waters of their own culpability and, dare I say, uh, treasonous activities to allow for China to run the table on this and create, as Gordon said, one of the most dangerous, if not the most dangerous time in history based on what we know the Chinese want to do regarding military uh, and uh, uh, global economic uh, designs based on uh, the fact that we aren't responding properly to push it back.
Yeah, we. This is not only not proper, uh, this is ruinously uh, inept uh, on the part of the United States military, the intelligence uh, community, uh, as well as the Biden regime itself. Uh, it's, it's that straightforward. And holy hell ought to be the result of this. And uh, the Republicans have taken early steps to call for investigations. They now have to move forward. This is unacceptable. I would I would wager anyone who wants to pay for the poll. Uh, most Americans right now are simply outraged at the stupidity of this administration. Uh, it's absolutely cowering uh, deceit about what happened and their, let's call it, lack of candor, uh, whether you're in the uh, National Security Council or the Pentagon uh, or uh, in, the, in the military trying to explain why you've fired a Sidewinder missile at a payload uh, that you wanted, presumably, to save for intelligence purposes. Uh, Gordon, what must the Chinese be thinking? Because this isn't just your average, uh, as uh, I was about to say uh, recently, a, a Charlie Foxtrot. This is uh, a complete and utter mess on the part of this administration. Uh, and you've got Chuck Schumer out trying to, <laughs> to <laughs> trying to, attack the Republicans rather than the Chinese who sent over the balloon. They're, they're preposterous idiots right now. They are scurrying like chickens with their heads cut off uh, in embarrassment, in uh, frustration, uh, and in the sure knowledge that they have been revealed for what they are. What do you think the Chinese think of that? Well, I think the Chinese look at what President Biden said on Monday in response to a reporter um, Biden said that the balloon incident would not weaken U.S.-China relations. And I believe that uh, the Chinese are looking at this and saying, well, you know, we just committed an act of war. We violated the U.S. airspace, flew around their most sensitive sites, and Biden says there's no cost. You know, I'm thinking there must be saying, like, yippee because um, that means that they can engage in more provocative behavior. And that, um, I, I believe, is destructive. Lou, from the beginning of the present administration, the Chinese have been saying that the U.S. no longer deters them, that we can no longer talk to them from a position of strength, which are the words we heard in Anchorage in March of uh, Biden's first year in office. Um, and everything since then, including the catastrophic withdrawal from Afghanistan, has confirmed in their minds that their assessment was correct. And clearly watching the response of the Pentagon and uh, the Oval Office, I think that they probably believe that they can take a swipe at the U.S. and we will be in disarray. I, I hope that that's not what they're thinking, but that's what I would be thinking if I were in their place. And I, I just want to ask both of you this question, because you raised the point, Gordon. I mean, what is any of us thinking right now? Are we thinking that we're prepared to take on, let's forget China, let's forget Russia. I mean, we have lost wars with two countries whose populations number uh, each about 30 million and who are primitive uh, at best uh, in their uh, weaponry uh, and, in their, uh, and in their society. We are a country who took a doctrine by David Petraeus, the long war, and turned it into a manifesto for how a superpower uh, should try to achieve military ends in Pakistan, 
and uh, excuse me, Afghanistan and Iraq. I, I mean, how preposterous do we look to the world for our antics, our decisions, our foreign policy over the last 20 years, with the exception of four years with Donald Trump, four years in which we didn't go to war? Well, the answer is we have people who recognize the lessons of history who have been trying to instruct every administration. Uh, the only one that listened was the Trump administration, and, and Trump acted on his instincts, and his instincts were excellent. Uh, that's why you see these uh, anecdotal incidents of, of generals holding back information from Trump. You and I both know that happened. And they weren't. They didn't want him to act on his instincts because he would have defended us and created conditions for us to to be prepared to fight this. We're not prepared right now. Uh, militarily, uh, we see a lot of our resources that should be prepared to use against China going to Ukraine. We have all of our global stocks now depleted of all the weapons we might have to use going into that that fight. I would argue it's a mistake uh, to 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 put so many of our high tech weapons into that theater with no clear objective or strategy to win. I don't want to comment and get us off on that track. I'm just saying that our primary focus should be the military domination of the Pacific Rim, since we know we have a challenger there who's going to interfere with good commerce and order. I am not a neocon. I am not looking for a fight. Uh, I've actually debated this with uh, with Ron Paul at his his issue, and I said, you know, as much as I appreciate not wanting to go to war, uh, if we if if we allow a, a country like the, the the PRC, like China, to dominate. The Pacific, the lines of communication, the lines of commerce, we will not like the results. So this is where I think it's in our interest now to redefine what our strategic objectives are to come up with what I would call a plan orange. We actually use something called plan orange during World War II, Lou, that came out of the Army and Navy War Colleges in between the two wars in, in the 30s as the plan we actually eventually used to defeat the Japanese in the Pacific. We have no such thinking, even though many of us, some of those currently in DOD even, and I, I don't want to trash everybody in DOD because they still have people who are smart there trying to think through this, uh, being overruled because of the political objectives and policies of this White House and the previous White House. It is a, This is a policy failure, Lou, not one of imagination or strategic thinking by, our, or by people who understand this. This is a political decision to leave us open like we are right now. And... You didn't use his name, but I will. Uh, General Milley uh, has his stamp on this uh, across two two administrations. He when does. is this woke fool of a general going to be removed? When will this Defense Department be held accountable for what it is doing to national security uh, and not in the interest of the United States? Well, I guess I can get that real quick. Uh, Mark Milley should have resigned the day the Afghan failure happened. That should have been his swan song. And he didn't. And he's still there. The reason he's still there, Lou, is because he's become a political apparatchik of the current White House. That's why he's still there. And he is a political general. And look, I've uh, just a quick note. I was uh, I was his guy on the transition team, on the Trump transition team. And, Lou, I sat in Milley's office when he was chief of staff of the Army. He lectured me for 30 minutes about what a, a threat China was to us. He lectured me. He said he talked to the generals. They've all told him the intent is to dominate the Pacific. He's read their doctrine. So I can tell you that the Mark Milley that spoke to me then in December of 16 is not the Mark Milley who is now politically pliable to the desires and political goals of this administration. It's, it's horrific. And, yeah, Mark Milley should resign based on that alone. Retired Colonel, Lieutenant Colonel 
Tony Schaefer and the host of the Hard Truth Radio Show. Thanks for being with us. Uh, Tony has got to uh, an engagement. He's going to leave. Uh, and Gordon, I understand you can stay with us here for a few minutes as we uh, round this out and uh, uh, f fill in the, the shapes that, uh, that, that Tony has uh, given us. Thank you. Uh, Thanks, Tony. Great to see you. Yes, sir. Thanks for being here. Yes, sir. Gordon, let's turn to that issue uh, of, uh, of Millie. I don't want to let go of it because uh, he and Lloyd Austin have behaved like uh, utter fools. I, I'm just I'm not going to sugarcoat a thing here today. This administration is endangering the American people. Uh, this is a it can be described any way you want it. it a, a balloon drifting across the Pacific harmlessly. Uh, it had apparently explosives designed to self-destruct. Uh, we don't know what else is there. And they fired a Sidewinder missile at it after saying they're going to bring it down in a slower descent, if not controlled descent, by firing 20 millimeter cannon at it, at the balloon itself, rather than you know, setting off an explosive warhead on a Sidewinder missile uh, that uh, had to damage the, the payload. Your thoughts? The, the important thing here is that they could have brought this down well before um, then in uninhabited territory, as you say, in a controlled descent where we would have had a chance to recover the gondola, which is, has the surveillance equipment intact. And there's been a failure uh, in the Pentagon, and it starts with uh, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, um, General Milley, but it's also probably Lloyd Austin as well, um, because both of them are political. But whereas Lloyd Austin is supposed to be political because he is the president's uh, appointee, Milley is supposed to give his unvarnished military advice to the president. And it doesn't seem like that that's occurred in this case. The one thing, if we step back, is that there is a lack of sense of urgency at the top reaches of the Pentagon. And it's Milley, it's Austin, and it's many of the three and four stars. Because China, we know, is preparing for war. Um, they have the fastest military buildup since the Second World War. They're trying to sanction-proof their regime. And they're also trying to mobilize China's civilians for war. And at the same time, we have a president who is oblivious. Um, so this is a dangerous recipe for national success. Um, and to me, it looks like it's a recipe for national destruction. And it starts um, with the president, but also it, it goes deep into the Pentagon. And, and as to the perception on the part of the Chinese, uh, let's talk about the, the world perception of uh, this administration. We know that this president is a laughingstock in every setting, whether it be G20, uh, whether it be ASEAN, whatever the the, the conference. Uh, he looks out of place, out of step. He can barely take steps uh, toward his chair uh, at the table. How much longer can this be tolerated? And why should the Republican Congress not insist? that there be a house cleaning in that Defense Department and in the intelligence community. We know uh, through the reporting of John Sullivan at Just the News uh, that NORAD had to go back four years to figure out what had happened. Uh, and there had been transgressions, incursions, if you will. They weren't detected until after the fact, four years in some cases after the fact. And that shows the failure um, of uh, the United States. You know, we Americans 
in our own country are vulnerable to China. And this is just something which is stark when you think about it, that the Chinese were, for one reason or another, able to float this balloon, maneuver it around our most sensitive sites, and get all the information and intelligence that they needed. And we just watched helplessly. We American citizens looked up in the sky and saw this balloon just uh, travel over us. And that has to be a warning. I hope that we take this as a warning like October 1957 with Sputnik, which spurred the United States um, not only to compete in space, but also to strengthen our country across the board. Um, God knows if we don't do that, Lou, um, if we don't listen to what you've been saying for a long time, we're going to lose our country. We're a far stronger country than China, especially now. But we can lose our country because China is assaulting us and we're not defending ourselves with the robustness or with the urgency that is obviously required. Well, thank you for that. And I and I concur. I, I just I just wonder what next steps can lead us quickly to better a better state of readiness uh, and an immediate an immediate uh, consciousness of what is happening to this country, whether it is, this is a president that has no idea what he's doing. Uh, he is a tool of the Marxist Dems. Uh, he himself is, is Marxist by, by nature and instinct. Uh, and it's being tolerated. The Republicans still think this is a, a contest between two political parties. It's not. It, it, the Democrats are now Marxist Dems. They're a fifth column in this country, and uh, and woe be to all of us if the Republican Party, which is the only counter only countervailing influence and power to the Marxist Dems, don't awaken to that reality. You get these are uh, if you will are your concluding thoughts here. We always give you the the last word here. Yeah, the most important thing is we need as Americans to say China is not a competitor. It's not even an adversary. It is the enemy. If we're able to do that, then we can fashion policies quickly to protect ourselves. But if we don't do that, we are going to find that we're going to lose our country because, as I mentioned, um, we're just not defending ourselves. We're still funding China's military, which is configuring itself to kill Americans. That is strategically wrong, but more important, it's morally wrong. And, uh, and, and with that, Gordon, as always, it's great to have you with us. We thank you for being with us and uh, thank you for your insight and wisdom as always. God bless you, my friend. Thanks for being here. Well, thank you so much, Lou, and God bless you. Thanks to Gordon Chang and Tony Schaefer, great Americans both, and thank you for being with us today, folks. Join us tomorrow when former top Trump official and author of the new book, Government Gangsters, Cash Patel, will join us. Till then, God bless you, and God bless America.